0: bow our heads. Father, we thank you for yet another opportunity to be in your presence. Your word is life and light. And even now we ask that you would uh, speak words of life to our hearts. You help us, Lord God, to be able to receive your word that is fire, your word that blesses, oh God. Take us to that place, Lord God, where we are in sync and in league with you, God. We love you, Lord God, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, today we begin a brand new series on the attitude of gratitude say that with me the attitude of gratitude and every day beginning tomorrow i'm going to send you just a little snippet a a scripture and a word to to get us all focused on the season of thanksgiving amen so for the next 27 days we'll be focused on on that attitude of gratitude giving thanks to almighty god Uh, the bible tells us that we ought to tune our hearts to praise God in all seasons, in good times, in bad times, and even in the ugly times, that there are great things that happen when we are in that place or in that space of gratitude rather than letting life become the ebb and flow of things. We don't want to live, the Bible tells us, in that season where we can say, well, it is what it is. God says, in all situations in all circumstances we should what? Give praise to Almighty God. My brother, my sister, you know sometimes we look at our situation, we allow our situation to get bigger than what it is rather than seeing it for what it is. And what I want to do in the next four weeks is to look at how we can thank God and, and maintain an attitude of gratitude every season Today we're going to be looking at giving times in the bad times. Next week we're going to be looking at giving thanks in the good times. The following week we'll look at giving times in the ugly times. And then on Thanksgiving week, we're going to be looking at having an attitude, p- thanking God always, deal God of gratitude always. Now in the bad times, the reason why we get distraught and we are fraught with worry and we can't really see ourselves out of this situation is two things is because sometimes we forget god because we focus so much on our problem that we can not see what god can do in our situation we allow ourselves to be consumed by our problems our problems get bigger than god and so we cannot be grateful and thankful in that time secondly also In bad times, we allow our emotions to take the best of us so we get bitter in bad times and we think that God doesn't care for us. So we allow external situations to be able to dominate our hearts and our minds that, you know, well, the problems get big. I can't even see God. I, I can't hear the promises of God. I don't know if you not trust God anymore. And then secondly, what happens is as a result of that, our emotions take a toll on us and therefore we can't. The problem with both of these thoughts is that they are not biblical. They will lead us to buy into the lie of the enemy that God doesn't care. That nothing could bring us out of our situation, and here's the truth. Here's the big idea for today. Here's the wisdom key. If you don't get anything, if you leave church today and someone says, well, what was the message today? This is the wisdom key that I want you to hold on to. Read that with me. It's on on your sermon outline up on the screen. It is this, that God really has big solutions for our problems. You live the rest of your life thinking this, you would thank God and praise God and have an attitude of gratitude any season of your life. That God really has huge solutions for our problems. And secondly, God really cares about me. The two things that cause us to have a yo-yo kind of experience, that when times are good we are happy, when times are bad we are sad, is because we forget these two pivotal wisdom keys in life that the Bible teaches us. That God really has big solutions. God wants to do big things in our lives. And until God really cares about us. If we remember that, if we lock that into our hearts, if we filter through in any situation that we go through, we will be praise God and have an attitude of gratitude any day of our lives. Now let's see how people of faith really mastered this truth, employed this truth. Look at Job. If there's anybody that you can look to who really maintained an attitude of gratitude, it was Job, and we sang it, right? Blessed be the name of the Lord in good times and bad times are blessed. Look at what Job says. Here's a man who has just had 10 fresh graves. Money gone, honey gone, fame gone, his body is riddled with an incurable disease. He's sitting on top of the dustbin, a trash bin, and instead of him being sad and bitter, Here's what it says, Job 1 22 22. Read that with me. So says, Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, he fell to the ground, and he did what? He just said, I'm, I'm just gonna praise God, I'm not gonna blame, I'm just gonna worship God. I'm just gonna say, Look, I'm alive, I've seen good days from God, I know who God is, I'm just gonna worship God. Amen. I, I'm this is my choice, I'm gonna choose that rather than worrying, blaming, fretting, accusing. Amen? I'm going to just worship almighty God. Next. He says what? And he said this, naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away, blessed be the name of the Lord. In all these things, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrongdoing. Circle how many times he mentions God in this this short passage of scripture. The Lord gave, number one. The Lord has taken away, number two. Blessed be the name of the Lord, number three. And all this Job did not charge God. Look at this. I mean, is this God, God? I want to focus on God. I want to focus on God. And when, when you can do that, when there's sadness, worry, financial, sickness, situations in your life, you can be grateful, have maintained that attitude of gratitude in bad times when the focus is on Almighty God. Now, you know about the Israelites. This is a group of people who were on the siege. God told them to not run away, but confront the enemies. Go to the enemy's camp, and here's what I want you to do. When you get to the enemy's camp, start singing, start praising, start shouting, start dancing, start clapping, do it louder, do it stronger, do it better, and watch what I'm going to do. And what happened? While they were singing and dancing and shouting and calling and everybody, their songs was about focusing on God, not your enemy, not your problem. What happens? God caused a devastating, devastating victory to come upon them. The enemy was dealt a crushing blow. How did that happen? When they praised Almighty God. Now you've heard about Jonah, haven't you? This is a guy who was stuck in the belly of the fish like he's in a tight spot. He's caught between a rock and a hard place. This is a situation that he cannot get himself out of that situation in the belly of the fish. One of the reasons why God put the book of Jonah in the Bible is to remind us that when you are caught in a trap, when you are locked down, when you get to a place where there is no way you can get yourself out of a mess or a mistake, still, you can look to God in bad times and God will make a way out of it. Now look at Jonah, he makes a choice in the belly of the fish. He says, from inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, what? With shouts of what? Grateful praise. He could be wailing. He could be whining. He could be complaining. But what does he do? He says, I am going to right here in the belly of the fish. I'm going to what? Call on God. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to turn my heart away from my problems. And onto who? God. Shouts of what? Grateful praise! That's what I'm going to sacrifice to God. When you really know that God's got a big solution for your problem, when you know that God really cares about you, that is what causes you not to look internal, not even to look ahead, not to look behind, but to look what? Up. Now you've heard of Paul and Silas, these are fellas in prison. They told these guys, look, here's what we want you to do. You guys are doing too much. (laughs) You guys are doing what? Too much. People are turning to God. Lives are being saved. Sicknesses are being healed. Marriages are being turned around. People's eyes are being opened. We don't want you to do that anymore. So what they picked up these people, threw them in prison. Now let's read the account. Now here's what happened. They beat them up, they put them in the inner cell, and they locked them up. They said they fastened their feet with chains to the ground like a a brutal animal. (laughs) Read with me. It says the crowd joined in the attack against... Paul and Silas and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rats. After they had put, severely flogged them, they threw them into prison. And the jailer put them in an the inner cell. And what did they do? They fastened their feet in the stack. let is just give you a picture of somebody who's really been cornered. Right? The house fire has gone out. The big tree has what? This is Paul. Wow, the guy who was starting churches. The guy who Gentiles, Gentiles, people who were outside of the Jewish faith, were allowed even in the temple. They should be worshiping on the outside when they built that temple. This is the guy who is what converting them to Christ. He's in chains, Being with rods, in a dark, cold dungeon. But what did they choose to do? At midnight, read with me. Paul and Silas were what praying, praying, praying and doing what? <laughs> this wasn't a meeting about what's bad, what's wrong, and you see, here's what we're going to do. When you don't know what to do, you turn to who? When you are cornered, you do what? When you get to a bad state in your life where there's nothing you can do about your health, your finances, your family, your job. When the future looks as black and bleak as you have ever seen, that when you get to a tight spot, what do you do? This is your your solution. You turn to God because what's going to happen is your emotions is going to turn sour and bitter. You don't let your 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 mind just go off. You don't allow your emotions to take over. You tell your heart what to do. They made a choice. They prayed and sang praises to God and were they just doing it quietly because they were afraid that they're going to be beating some more? No, they sang so loudly that the other prisoners were listening to them. We know the jailer heard it too because when God delivered them the jailer said, what can I do to be saved? What can I do to get some of this? Because I'm a free man on the outside, but I'm not free from external problems. You are in prison and look at what is happening to you. You are not held back by sickness. You are not held back by your problems. You're not held back by what you cannot do. I want some of this power. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and all at once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came through. What God did for them miraculously is what He does every single day in your heart and your mind when darkness comes upon you. Listen, you could be in a tight spot, but the problem will not have you. Today, you could be broke and you could be free. You could be rich and be in bondage. Is the Lord talking to somebody? He says, yes, what happens when you turn your heart to Almighty God? Your chains are broken. The chains of your heart and your mind is broken. Glory to Almighty God. I'm not preaching to myself today. Has anybody experienced, experienced this power that comes when you turn your heart and maintain an attitude of gratitude to Almighty God? I mean, they could have stayed in prison for the rest of their lives because they were no longer in chains emotionally, psychologically, mentally. The Lord said, listen, you guys are singing in prison. God, (laughs) you're no longer feeling what they've done to you. You might as well get out. And God tells you, look, you, you can experience spiritual breakthrough emotional breakthrough psychological breakthrough before your physical problem goes away physical problem is the icing on the cake i mean you could be sick today and it's like it's not bothering you at all yes physically you're having pain but it's not stopping you and somebody could be well and they are worried (laughs) they are just basically torn apart they are in depression the attitude of gratitude breaks shackles. The attitude of, added, oh, glory to Almighty God. Oh, I could just stop right here. Can you preach this to somebody when you live here today? Now, look at what Jesus did. He says, What was Jesus doing just before he faced the cross? Was he crying? <laughs> Was he whining? Was he complaining? He knew what was ahead of him, that he was going to die a gruesome death. Well, here's what happened. Moments before he walked down the alley of Via Delosa, moments before Judas, And the soldiers came in and arrested him and they beat him up and they put a crown of thorns on his face, on his head and stripped him and then hung him on the cross and pierced his ribs. Moments before he was humiliated, he was brutalized. Moments before he was abused, here's what Jesus was doing. He says he and his disciples did what? They sang on him and went out to the Mount of Olives. Now he didn't do it for himself because he he did it for the disciples who knew that you're going to need this. Let me show you what to do when the going gets tough. Let me show you a spiritual discipline when you are caught between a rock and a hard place, when good things are dying in your life, when problems are overwhelming you. You sit down and you praise God. Today, in the 21st century, you want to make sure that on your cell phone, you've got a radio station or a place or something that will, even when you can't sing, you can hear, you can listen to the praise of Almighty God. Even when you don't know the works, you let it fill your heart and your mind. Glory to God. Every morning, what I do is I just get up, I come downstairs and there's a chair that I sit in. I run five o'clock and I go to my Pandora and I put in And I just play music, and sometimes one music, I love it so much, it is doing something, I just hit repeat over and over again, and I just sit down. And I let the worries and the fears and the challenges and the pain and everything that the enemy has put on my mind, everything that is causing me to say, why is this not working? I just let God evaporate. Let him break my chains of doubt and fear and worry and dread. Everything I can handle, watch it go away. Glory. And I just sit there, I just sit there. Before I get up and I get my daughter ready and I take her to school, that's what I do. I'm just sitting in the presence of God. And yes, I will read a psalm or pray through scriptures or what have you, but this is my time to be ministered to by God. That's what the Bible teaches. That attitude of gratitude, even in bad times, will unshackle you, will set you free. Amen. Jesus and the disciples, they sang a hymn. And then they went out to the Mount of Olives and let's go. Judas is coming. <laughs> now is the hour. You're going to see wild things happen to the king of kings, the lord of lords. The demon destroyer. One who rose the dead to come to the One who called Lazarus to come out of the grave. The one who walked on water. The one who fed 5,000. You're going to see what's going to happen. All for you. But before we go through this, let us rejoice. Let's talk to our heart. To tell our heart to focus not on problems. Not even on ourselves, but on who? On God. glory to god uh today we're going to look at psalm number 34 and see the importance of praising god even in bad times psalm 34. read that with me on the screen it says i will praise the lord at all times i will constantly speak his praises I will boast only in the Lord that all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I pray to the Lord and he what? He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Next verse 5. He said what? Those who what? Look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, what did I do? I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a God. He surrounds and defends all who fear him next. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you who godly people. For those who fear him will always have what they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. But those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Verse 11. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. Verse 15. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. The ears are open to the, the Christ for help. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescued them from all their troubles. Verse 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many problems. But the Lord comes to the rescue each time. The Lord will redeem those who suffer of him no one who takes refuge in him what will happen will be what condemned Condemned. Amen. amen today I want to look at three motivations to maintain an attitude of gratitude and praise God in bad times I want to look at certainties to encourage you to praise God even in bad times the first is this the first is this that even in bad times I can be encouraged to praise God. Why? Because God will always what? Hear me in bad times. God will always hear me in bad times. Now the thinking here is in bad times you think no one hears, no one cares, no one understands. But when you remind yourself that God will hear me when I call. He hears every groan. He hears every sigh. He sees every tear. Tell somebody close to you, God hears every groan, he hears every sigh, he sees every what? Tear. The Lord will always hear me in my bad times, therefore I can maintain gratitude when times are bad in life. Now look at what the psalmist tells us in Psalm 34. Psalm 34, verse 4 to 7. It says, What I prayed to the Lord and He answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a God, he surrounds and defends all who fear him. Now, this guy is not having a good time. This is not just a happy praise time. He says, what well, the Lord listened. But look at the situation he was in. All my fears. You see that? All my troubles. In my what? What? So this isn't somebody who is just wearing a white outfit. coming to church and say, let us dance and praise the Lord. This is not a good time. Fears. Troubles, desperation, it says, well, when I call to God, he will what? Hear me. The Lord what? Listen. How many of you want to be heard? When you know that God Almighty has heard, has seen, understands, knows, has a good understanding about what you're going through right now. Isn't this a word reliever? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, remind yourself that. Remind yourself that, saints of God. That no matter what I'm going to, God will always hear me in my bad times. And he's not just a silent listener who just listens and nods. He's going to rescue us. He's going to help us. He's going to see us through that. So often, my my brothers and sisters, you know, in our time of desperation, we feel as if we are all alone. I mean, we feel like there's nothing we can do about it, that the entire world has left us. And we think that, look, I've got to face all these problems by myself. But if you know that Jesus is with you through your problems, is that gonna make your problems a little bit more bearable? If you know you're not alone in this situation, can you make it through knowing that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, is holding your hand? He's in charge. Is working all things out for your good. I mean, it's like you're sick. You go to the doctor. You think you're going to die. They look at you. They run some tests. And, this, and, and the doctor smiles. All of a sudden, it's like, I thought I was going to die. I thought what's happening to me is the same thing that happened to my friend. It's, oh don't worry about it what you're going through they give you a huge statistic that a lot of people go through that and we have a cure for that now your problem hasn't gone away but your fear has what walked out of the door your worry all of a sudden has dissipated I mean you don't have to do your will <laughs> you don't have to call and say everybody come together anymore because the doctor will tell you that hey here's what we're gonna do take this prescription You're gonna be feeling a little bit better right come back in a few weeks and let's see how things are going but if things get worse go to emergency or call us and you may be walking in the office still in pain but you're not worried anymore the Lord tells you I've heard you I know what you're going through and we know that nothing is difficult for God he's got the answer He's got the solution. He's the way maker. He's the problem solver. He's the sickness healer. And when we know that God has heard every problem that we'll ever have in life, glory to Almighty God. Oh, we can have an attitude of gratitude. By praising God continually, my brother, my sister, even when the pain is intense, we'll always be reminded that God cares for us. God hears us and knows us. Oh, yes, the second encouragement that God... Tells us to adapt so that we can have attitude of gratitude even in bad times. It is this. God will always provide for us in bad times. The Lord provides for his own. Now as believers sometimes we forget about it, we think that when good times are here but when we're going through those bad times, that's when we even need to remind ourselves that my God will provide for me in this time of difficulty. He will come through, He will make a way, He will see to it. even right now God is doing something. We say something in this church over and over again and it's not just a cliche, we say what? With God even when what? Nothing is happening, what's going on? Something is happening. Tell somebody when nothing is happening, what? Something is happening. Something good is happening in your life. You may not see it, you may not know it, because God is cooking it up. God is lighting up your steps. God is what? Strengthening your foundation. Oh, you're going to look back at your life and you're going to see how God has brought you from a mighty long way. When nothing is happening, something's happening. You can rely on the provision of God when you don't have it, when you don't know what to do. And therefore, that causes you to have an attitude of gratitude, not when the problem is over, no, when you are in the midst of your difficult time. God is always providing for his children, even in bad times. Look at what our scripture tells us. Psalm 34, verse 8 to 10. 8 to 10, read that with me. Guess what is God saying? He says, What taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, get your appetite ready. Right? Tell somebody get your appetite ready. ready. Be in the place of what expectation, not depression, <laughs> but what expectation? Something good is going to happen to you. Prophesy to somebody, something good is going to happen to you. So get ready something what good is going to happen to you so what get ready this is a guy some 34 in a bad time and God comes and says taste and see that the Lord is good before the enters into your belly you taste it. I mean how many of you even before you tested a food you know how it's gonna feel you Say this food is gonna be good oh you just smell the aroma <laughs> you say we're gonna have a good meal today you walk into a room say oh something good smells in here what's that Uh, I I mean at work have you had somebody somebody eating lunch says man that food smells really good the Lord says, He says, be in a place of expectation. Even in your bad time, you can taste it. You haven't, you don't have it. The money is not in your bank account. The bill hasn't been paid. The problem hasn't been solved. But you can taste it. You can taste it. Glory to God. The Bible says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. The assurance of things hoped for.' You know in your gut that it will not always be like this. You know, in your God, in your God, you are confident that God will make a way. He's done it before. He's the same yesterday and therefore. He will provide for my situation. This is not the end of my story. Amen. And when you are in this posture, you are in this place, you can what, have an attitude of gratitude in your bad season. It's about perspective taste and see that the Lord is good look at what it says oh the joys of those who take refuge in the Lord now whenever you see the word refuge in the Bible it means times are bad. you don't go to a refugee camp when you have a home of your own you go to a refugee camp when you've been displaced This is a place where there's war going on and you have to hurry up, you can't even pack a bag, you just grab your kids and you're running away because the bombs are flying. And God uses that metaphor to tell us that even someone who's in a refugee camp can what? Be joyful because what? The expectation that God will make a way. Fear the Lord, you who is godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. The word fear means appreciate God. The word fear means count on God. The word fear means reverence God. The way fear means put God in His right position in your life. That I'm not in charge. My boss is not in charge. My bill is not in charge. So and so company is not in charge. So and so mortgage company is not in charge. My landlord is not in charge. Who do I give Who do I put in this right place? God is in control of my daily life. Amen. So I just want to reverence Him. I'm not going to give credit to anybody else. Thank God for anyone who's using. To bless me, but it's my God that I'm, I'm going to, what? Reverence. The word fear doesn't mean run away from God. The word fear means come to God. It's reverence. Reverence. Another word for fear is hold God in high regard. For those who hold God in high regard, put it next by that, put high regard, put high regard. For those who, who hold God in high regard, will what? Always have, not some, but all they need. And for some who are in a desperate time, all you need is a good night's sleep. Maybe in that moment, God, if I can just sleep right now. If you can just give me a little peace in my heart. If you can cause my fear to go away. If you can cause my worry to go away. If you can just calm me down for a minute. He says, if you hold God in high regard. (laughs) He says, "But, but look at this. But even strong, young lions, Sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. He says, even those who have money and power and stature and influence, he says, sometimes what they have cannot handle life situations. But he says, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Why? Because Jehovah Jireh, our provider, takes care of us. And we ought to speak that into our need. We ought to just drop that into our environment. We just ought to declare that. We ought to tell our very heart, they tell my heart, God. Grateful? He's done it before, he'll do it again and again. Let me give you a third thing. Number one, wha- how can I be encouraged to have an attitude of gratitude at about times The one I've got to remember, remember that God always hears me. Number two, God always provides for me even in difficult times. The third is this. God will do what? Deliver me in body. You've got to speak that in your life. Listen, you should know the end from the beginning. You've got to live, you've got to live not past present. You've got to live future present. God has told you who began a good work in you will continue that completion. There's going to be a good work in you. God has already told you what the end of it it will be. The end, God will get glory in your life. God, the shame will not come upon you. You may not see that right now, but the end is going to be good. Tell somebody, the end is going to be good. good speak that to your weary heart speak that to your heart you say pastor mike this has been going on for too long is it ever going away even in your tears tell yourself the end will be good god will deliver me Amen. Amen. when you take this posture, this biblical scriptural posture you always be grateful thankful in bad times look at what our scripture tells us psalm 34 Psalm 34. It says, well, the Lord is where? <laughs> where is God right now? <laughs> Touch next to you. says, God, you are right here. I can see you. Touch your knee, your hand. Touch God, you are right now. I can feel you. I can feel you. The Lord is what? Close to the brokenhearted. He's not far away from you. Mm. Your enemies have not surrounded you. You are not cornered. Mm. The Lord is where close to you. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And look at how many times the Lord uses the word rescue in here, pertaining to his deliverance, circle that. He what? Rescues those who, whose cruts are crushed. The, the, the righteous person faces many problems, but the Lord comes to what? The rescue each time. The Lord, what third time, redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. God overdoses, overdoses on his commitment, on his promise. He doesn't want you to miss out on that. Nobody can make this promise to you. Has everybody, anybody make this? You can't make this promise to anybody. The Lord, what, rescues. The Lord comes to the rescue each time. The Lord, what, will redeem. No one who ever takes refuge in God will ever be what? Content. Your God and my God, Job and Isi, is our what? Deliverer, is our deliverer. He will deliver us even in bad times. Job understood this and so he affirmed that in his life. He affirmed that. Everybody was saying, curse God and God, curse God and die. Everybody was saying, Job you've done something terrible. This thing cannot happen all by itself. Look at what Job says. Job 13, 15. He says you may be right i don't know what's happening in heaven but this is what i know i'm going to do god may kill me but i will hold still trust in him he's my provider my deliverer he sees every tear every worry so I'm sticking with God. Tell somebody I'm doing what? Sticking with God. <laughs> hey, I am doing what? Sticking with He's my deliverer and therefore I am banking on God. I am what? Bank. I'm putting all my eggs on God's basket. All my chips. If you were All my chips. I'm putting it on God. I am betting on Almighty God. And what happened to Job? Did his bet fail him? No. Why? Because God is a deliverer. He's what? A deliverer. He will deliver you from your situation. He's either going to take it far away from you, you never see that no more, or you get you so stronger that the problem is still there, but it has zero effect on you. Zero effect on you. Uh, what should you do? Uh, this is what we need to understand how can we praise God in bad times a practical way uh, scripture tells it says what Read it, it says what then do what keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies turn away from evil do good search for peace and work to maintain it the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right his ears are open to their cries for help he says do this don't run in the arms don't run into the arms of your adversary don't make the devil's job very easy Right? Don't perpetuate the problem in your life. Don't throw kerosene on the fire that is burning in your home. I mean, is it clear? Do we have enough metaphors? Don't add to your problems. Don't perpetuate your worries. I and mean, don't jump from frying pan into fire. Right? So do this. It says, it says. you know, it said, do this. It says, keep your tongue from speaking evil. You can. Talk yourself into having problems. You can speak curses over your life. You can cause yourself to, the problem already is making you miserable. Don't add to it. Don't describe your situation in, in worse terms. It is horrible. My marriage is terrible. My job, my church sucks. My family is bad. Keep your tongue from speaking evil. If anybody is going to speak bad about your life, let it be your enemy. Don't let it be you. Keep your lips from telling lies. In other words, everything the enemy is speaking to you, don't believe it. Don't believe it. Don't receive it. Don't repeat it. Tell somebody. Don't believe the lie of the enemy. Don't repeat the lie of the enemy. Don't accept the lie of the enemy. Don't repeat it. Repeat it. Don't believe. It. The enemy tells you you're a failure. You come back and say, My God is gonna see me through. The enemy tells you that this is the end of your life. You come and you declare that I will not die but live and declare the glories of God. The enemy say that this, this will never change. You look at the enemy and he says this too shall pass away in Jesus' name. Don't repeat the lie of the enemy. Glory to Almighty God. Amen. I is God speaking to us today? He says turn away from evil and do good. Do the opposite of what is not working in your life. Whatever is not working, do the opposite. Amen, turn around and do good, turn around and smile, turn around and appreciate people, turn around and serve people, turn around and be grateful to people, turn around and do unto others, what you expect? He says, well, I'm not getting this stuff, I'm not getting it, when you give, it will come back to you. He says, turn from evil and do what's good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. See, Pastor Mike, there's no peace in my life. But you know how you can change that? Do the peaceful things and maintain that in your life and guess what you're going to find peace in your life. Because the eye of the Lord watches over those who do right and his ears open to their Christ for help. You profess it. You declare it. You speak it. And while God is working, you are enhancing your breakthrough. You are changing your mood. Glory to God. You are in step with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit gives you joy, you receive it. The Holy Spirit gives you love. You express it. The Holy Spirit gives you faith. you Amen. You walk in faith. The Holy Spirit gives you hope. You lift your head up. The Holy Spirit gives you boldness. You walk in the boldness and the courage of Almighty God. The Holy Spirit forgives you. You forgive yourself. You do what? You forgive yourself. And let's go back and let's read those three things that we talked about. Just read that to ourselves anymore. My brother, if you can find it, put it on the screen one more for us. Number one. Number one. God will always what? Hear you in the bad times of your life. Just let it sink right in. God hears. God sees. God understands. God knows. Second certainty. Second maxim. encourage you is this number two god will always what provide for me in what bad times i mean i know where it's going to come from when it's going to come how it's going to come but this is what i know that god will he will he will he will always provide for me in bad times there's a third certainty a third maxim that Let's receive that. And when we do that, we can maintain an attitude of gratitude even in bad seasons that God will what? Deliver me in what? Bad times. Uh, Let's bow our heads. God, today there are some who may be going through a challenging time in life. I pray that you would Expose them to this truth. That you really, really have big solutions for every problem that we will encounter in life. Remind somebody today, let that voice boom in your heart and your mind. You are the problem solver, the way maker. Nothing is impossible with you, Lord. Speak to every heart right now. In fact, I pray that you will wrap your 10, 11, Arms around each of us before we leave here today, anyone the sound of my voice who will listen to this on podcast. The Lord God, you would intervene. They will feel that warm embrace. They will never experience being alone. That will only gird them through whatever season of difficulty that they're going through or may experience any time in their life. And God, I pray that right now you will see, hear, examine every life right here at the sound of my voice. You see, the eye of the Lord is on us and you are attentive to our heart's cry. Big problems, little problems, known problems, unknown problems, age-old problems, problems current problems and future problems Lord God Almighty you examine us oh God take a note of every burden that is present in every life at the sound of my voice Lord God and you step into our the difficulty God just as you walked on water just as you showed up in a life of Job and Jonah and Paul and Silas, and Jesus, and the disciples, and the Israelites, step into our moments, oh God, my Lord, and cause your light to shine in our darkness, O oh God. And But I pray for your provision. Nothing is difficult for God. You can do all things right now. Provide for every need in this place. Mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, physically, spiritually, O oh God, my Lord. Move mightily, oh God, and for the fill every empty cup to overflow in Jesus' name. I believe in you, God, that you do what you say you would. The Lord our deliverer. I pray for everyone here that you bring an end to suffering, to difficulty, to hardship. You cause a season of joy, of peace of harvest, of breakthrough, of new growth, new happening, success, victory to happen in the life of every one of us. Oh God, but turn sadness into dancing. Turn problems, oh God, into rejoicing. Turn temptations into testimony. Turn weakness into strength. Oh, for the very thing that is causing problems in life, use that as a moment of new growth in the life of your people in Jesus' name. For you are our deliverer. even in difficulties now and in future we lean on you and we trust on you that you will be God now and forevermore